Paul Macbeth followed me on Instagram yesterday. Oh, he's big. like the Tom Brady of disc golf, y'all. <laughs> oh, he followed we should me. Do, we should it's put that up. Following me and sent me a DM. He was like, "If you ever want to come to a tournament, <laughs> or that's a great setup. If you ever want to come, yeah. you like had a good hesitation. Yeah. After Let's that. play it. Yeah. Hesitation there. <laughs> yeah. He said, you "If you ever want to come yeah. to a tournament." What's up, y'all? Trey Lewis here. This is episode 15 of the DM Monday podcast. And uh, we got Matt Burrill and Trey Bonner as our co- co-hosts. What's up? What's up? And uh, we got Davis Nix today. He's going to hang out with us for the entire episode. Hell y'all yeah. give it up for him. Yay. we oh, yeah. Want to clap, for, your, clap for yourself? You. Yeah. Just to add volume. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Davis is a friend of mine. How long have we been friends, Davis? It's a good question. Do we need to go back and uh, think about... I'm trying to think when we would have met. I feel like it could have been like a Sky Bar or Bourbon Street or maybe, maybe so. Like a Zydeco. What part of Alabama are you from? I'm from Montgomery. Okay, hell yeah. Yeah. So you know about the trailer bar? Oh, I know Brad very well. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've had some experiences there that. I don't know what the statute limitations on. Same man. Fucking send it. So I don't. That's what this podcast is about. Yeah. We yeah. all have. It's like just, just. I, I, it was described to me. My first experience there was when I was with the Muscadine guys. Oh, and right. Weston, their guitar player, used to be a vegan. And they were like, man, we got you some salmon for the vegan. <laughs> that was my first experience at Range 231 was when they tried to give fish to the vegan. Right. But then every other time after that. I'll never been, forget. Right. We, I, we played there one time, and uh, it was our first time ever playing there. It was cold outside, so, you know, like, yeah. naturally nobody came. Right. This is before Dig Down, of course. And uh, we're like on our third set of the night, and he's like, "Yeah, man, I'm gonna get River Dan down here, and one of his friends come down here and play with y'all." And I was like, "All right, I already think River Dan like kind of hates me. Like, I don't know, you know, like River Dan's like, you yeah. know, River Dan, Who the hell is yeah, River Dan? Dan? Much better out than there. I do. I managed him was on the road with him for like two years, two three yeah. years. And, you toured yeah. with River Dan? Yeah, who's River yeah. Dan? Oh, yeah. I still, I you don't know River Dan? I've never heard all, of River all Dan. All I know about River Dan is that last time we were at uh, we were at the range." Brad was wearing like a singlet, like one piece, and it right. was River Dan on the one piece. So all I've done is seen a picture. All I know about River Dan is what yeah. his face okay, looks like. Cool. Total, sounds like total, Waylon. Total, total, total character. Right? Sounds like Waylon. Yeah, like I, I, everybody, that's like your first reference, right? But once yeah. you hear him more and more and more, you're like, nah, not really. He's kind of like his own yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like, it. It's it's got that, I guess, outlaw for the floor mm-hmm. fill, but he's just a nut, man. Like, What's the wildest thing you've seen him do? Did you ever see him get arrested? <laughs> No, but I've seen the whole band quit on stage. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, oh, the intoxication levels were very high. Yeah. And I think some people were just tired from running the road and having Michael to throw your own gear on stage and break down and still doing like three, four hour shows. And I think the uh, the uh, personal abuse of each person's uh, intake of whatever that may be, uh, lack of sleep, going cheap on hotels, you know, the whole deal. But put that to like a throw a multiplier of like 10 maybe on it yeah was it just like, Alabama? was he just playing in alabama or was he like a regional act like was he going into georgia mississippi florida like other shit 
that that's what I wanted. And he he basically said, "Well, I like playing Troy and Birmingham and the beach, you know." And this was at that time. Like I left in like sixteen or seventeen, oh, so wow. I have no clue what he's doing now. But at the Bama one year, uh, yeah, the he like stopped a show on the mic, packed out crowd, and like Teardrop was playing him, playing yeah. guitar with him, and uh, Teardrop was like, "I can't sing harmony with you. You're you're too drunk." You know, like the harm, it's not going to make it any yeah. better. And like Dan got on the mic, he was like, I hire you to play guitar and sing harmony. And Teardrop was just done and like start packing up his shit and leaving. Yeah. And then he called him out and then he called out like the drummer's wife, something oh, incredibly geez. wrong. Anyways, the whole band <laughs> started leaving. And then like at the, <laughs> the floor of Bama, there's always musicians. Yeah. So like just a random drunk guitar player would get up there and bring his guitar, you know, whatever. Just made and, like, it through the night. <laughs> I left. I wasn't there for the whole train wreck, but um, it's definitely now that's like a one time thing. But, you know. Yeah, so River. I don't Dan, want to talk bad about him. He's yeah, a good friend. Yeah. Like so him. River Dan comes up to the range. The first experience I had with River Dan was at the Florabama. Uh, it's a songwriter festival, and like you know, the upstairs part that has the steps that go down. He threw his guitar down the stairs. Yeah. And like threw a lighter as hard as he could. And I was like, that was just like my first impression. I was like, and so when when trailer trailer bar said that you know that he was coming up there, I was like, fuck, this guy's gonna just kick my ass the first time he sees me. I know he, he probably already thinks my music's like too fresh, you know. So he's just gonna punch me right in the face. But he got up there and like it was cold. We all wanted to get home, but he ended up being like super chill and a really good dude you know yeah, absolutely. And he was nice to me and everything so i was incredible yeah, outdoorsman too everything that i had like planned up in my mind didn't happen but um yeah terry and um the guy that filled in with us on base that night like ended up staying they were gonna sleep in that like green room thing yeah they the, decided the, the to, green room yeah they decided, <laughs> yeah. To, decided to head on back and drive home drunk i'm cautious about <laughs> sitting sitting in the yeah. green room is yeah. is enough for me sleeping in there i couldn't imagine that was not it the, i was dating that girl in montgomery at the time and i was like i'm going i'm out of here you know <laughs> But uh, oh, yeah, the old yeah. trailer. Bro. What, I, I don't know exactly where but we I, met, but yeah, I remember now. Okay, come on. Um, Michael Copeland was uh, band leading for us. Okay, and uh, you were with River Dan at most <coughs> barbecue in Birmingham. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, and y'all had a uh, badass drummer. Y'all had teardrop on guitar. Yeah, and y'all played Stranglehold really. for like fifteen minutes. Ted, yeah, that Ted sounds song. sounds about right. But I think I knew who you were at the time because yeah. of like Adam Hood and, and all that stuff. But that yeah. was the first time we ever like met, met and talked. I remember like talking to you at length at Zydeco mm -hmm. when Adam was playing downstairs. Maybe yeah, yeah. Like not enough tickets were sold or something upstairs, yeah. so it got moved downstairs. Yeah. And the brutal of Zydeco. Yeah, I feel like that was like seventeen or eighteen, maybe or. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like every time we we run into each other, we end up talking like heart to hearts for like I feel an like hour I've and a half, known you two forever. hours. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, so normally what we do is we kind of recap the uh, the weekend before. So hey, you're you're quick sit on I don't think I've seen those. those. Are what, what, crazy, what, the, what the fuck are those? So I did this thing them? for um, something outdoors. I can't remember Triple what X? it was. A Mary O'Neill girl. Do you know her? Mary O'Neill. Oh, the I, country, I know, outdoors? Yeah. country outdoors. Country yeah. outdoors. Did a round. It was like me, Twisted Craig X. Campbell. Um, what's the guy at Big Loud? He ben just Burgess. Put us, ben Burgess. And uh, who else was on it? Wasn't Adam And on? Adam Hood, yeah. Okay, yeah. And it was the four of us, and they gave us a bunch of 
uh, shirts and hats and stuff. And I got these shoes and I saw them in my closet today. I was like, you know what? I'm going to wear those. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty badass. Yeah, I heard that was a pretty cool night. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment. I wasn't there for that, but I remember hearing about it after. Me and Adam were the only sober people there. So it was just <laughs> oh, not geez. it. Yeah. That stays oh, there. Craig, Craig was good. We did. Um, we did um, play uh, 100 Miles of Highway that night for the first cool. time, which, by the way, is going to be on my EP. This episode will come out later, but uh, I'm signing a record deal. Everything is yeah. – uh, we've agreed to terms now. Hey. Cool. Um, oh, yeah. I had a meeting with, with Riverhouse today, and, and uh, we got the songs for the EP decided. I only got one more song to cut, and, uh, yeah, I'm going to put out an EP pretty soon. Cutting an album in January. Congrats, man. Yeah, thanks. That was yeah. pretty I just want to cool. go to radio because nobody thinks I can, you know? Really? Nobody yeah. thinks you can? Yeah, I think, I mean, like, not, who's, who's nobody? like the haters, you know what right. I mean? Okay. You know, not yeah. y'all. I know you guys believe in me, you yeah. know, but the haters, you yeah. know? But yeah, so I did that today and then I went and sang on a song with Cooper Allen and uh, Thomas Mack. Thomas Mack. And uh, that's going to be cool too. So. Um, this weekend we were we played a show with the real TL Tracy Lawrence. Okay, yeah. Where was that at? Wisconsin. Cool. Prairie du Chien, Wisconsin yeah. County Line, formerly known as Country on the River. Used to be a festival the- back in the day. Okay, they took a, they took a, about seven years off, and this was their first year back. Gotcha. But it was solid. I thought that it was, was a good wild, time. Dude. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Good. Alex did okay doing your job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did I? Maybe on on his little tiny camera, dude. Y'all have me back out one day. Yeah, one of these days. <laughs> Damn, I did get with Alex. I only got like one date with y'all till like October, so Damn. you better savor the moment. Damn. <laughs> it's get hard all, getting fired. Get all the show pictures. For those wondering the, for when, uh, if they want to come, because I'll be honest, Bonner, every weekend when I'm out like in mm. the crowd or by the merch stand with meet and greet, people are asking, where's Bonner? Where's Trey Bonner? Like the podcast viewers want to know Damn. where the fuck is Trey Thank Bonner? Thank you, Kramer. The end of September, you will be at the shows in Florida. Yes, I yeah. will. In a good time. In um, at the, the ranch, Fort Myers, and uh, Sarasota. Sarasota. Yeah, one of them's a brewery. Yeah, so one of them is the brewery. You'll be fucked up. Definitely not taking see, pictures. You'll get that to night. see a drunk Trey Bonner, which is the best kind yeah. of Trey Bonner. Hey, Davis, have you ever played disc golf? I have, dude. I'm a big disc disc golfer now. Okay. Paul McBeth followed me on Instagram yesterday. You got me there. I'm not that. And he's big. like the Tom Brady of disc golf, y'all. <laughs> oh, he followed me. We should me. do. We should he's put that cool. up. me and sent me a DM. He was like, "If you ever want to come to a tournament, <laughs> yeah. or that's a great setup. If you ever want to come, yeah. you like had a good hesitation. Yeah. After Let's that. play yeah. it out. The hesitation <laughs> there. He yeah. said, you "If you ever want to come yeah. to a tournament." Or, uh, you know, like, play sometime. I was like, fuck yeah. Alex was like, we got to get your montage up. Like, you got to get good now. <laughs> Is he like a Nashville dude? Like, no, he's from, he uh, right he's now. from California. He lives in, in Florida now. So they have, like, professional disc golf. He's like which, five-time yeah, world which, champion. I didn't, even, I didn't even know what disc golf was until I met Trey and Alex. Or yeah. really until I met Alex. But um, you had an idea. But I had no idea. We don't do uh, that shit. Like, okay. up north, it's not. We don't have that much room, <laughs> yeah. and there's not enough hippies, you know? Like, it's not <laughs> yeah. a, not a yeah. big thing. We play regular golf. Play stick golf as they call it right um but yeah, yeah this guy's like a pro like he gets pro. paid a million dollars a year to throw frisbees i mean there's crazier shit that people get paid a lot of money yeah. for but yeah i get what you're saying yeah. that's we, pretty why can't we just fly him out and have him on the pod too that would be lit yeah. me and Burrell sit out and just alex can talk to yeah, him it'll be alex cape interviewing with trey lewis yeah the only like, way i'm going to play <laughs> disc golf with him is if alex comes yeah. he's like the only person i know that's decent at the sport and probably the only probably one of the only few people that follows the sport that closely yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you, are you good? Like, no, would you, I'm terrible. I'm okay. awful. Yeah. Like, is, 
There's like handicaps, I'm like right? 10 Just plus like in golf. every time. I wouldn't okay. say, you the wouldn't say you're course. horrible. At I the would putt putt course, I beat Bonner's yeah. ass. Every yeah. I would say, I would say, like me and Nikki T are horrible. Yeah, I would say you're, you're average. Brutal, you're good. Like, so we started playing on the roads. How it happened? It's gotcha. A, it's a physical activity to go do. It's cheap. It costs no money. Yeah. Except let, for the disc. Except lose. for the disc. You know, and once you get addicted to buying those, I mean, it's it's game over <laughs> every day. Yeah. But like usually, like when you go out there, you start. You know, once you you kind of get the hang of it, Burrell just never got better at it. Like, I had a couple. I, I would get pars like, every now and then. Yeah, like no. I could, I I got, I've got a few pars. I only went twice with, with Burrell. But my favorite's when you threw Terry's disc in yeah, the tree. Yeah, when I threw, when I threw, pars I threw into the tree. Which you know, Terry, you know, Big Dick Terry, very yeah, well. Okay, okay. Terry, I th- I was borrowing his discs and I threw one of his into a tree. You know how Terry likes how Terry reacts when you do things you, that you, that he doesn't like. Like never came down from the tree. No, no, it didn't come down for the tree. And Terry did not let me live in, live it down for about a month, two months. <laughs> Burley threw my fucking disc in the goddamn tree. Blah, 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 blah. But yeah, I just like, fall like Terry it. cares about a disc. So yeah, well, is there like courses everywhere you go? Yeah, yeah dude, literally there's everywhere. There's like really? three or four in Nashville. Dude, more than that, probably probably like ten. So it's like not like Google within yeah, twenty have minutes an app away. It's called like normally where, wherever you're. Yeah. There's an app called UDisc, and you okay. can just look on there, and yeah. the courses come up. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So we did the show with TL, and then uh, we were supposed to have a flight from Chicago to um, Cleveland. Our second canceled flight of the week. Yeah, second canceled flight That's of the where, week. Was so Alex I, was I told the guys, up. I was like, you're going to have to drive us to first to Chicago, then to Cleveland. So the guys got a day right for you know for the extra travel day. Leaving, leaving out of here. Uh, or from Wisconsin. No, this was after gotcha. the festival. Because gotcha. um, originally they were just going to rent a car. They had already rented yeah. a car to just take to Chicago and fly them, and then gotcha. fly from O'Hare out to Cleveland. Right. But sure enough, things don't go well, especially when um, airlines don't like to keep employees right now. We can't yeah. keep employees. Right. So yeah, we followed. Yeah. They, they made it out. How long were you guys in that hotel? You all stayed in a hotel for like. Um. Just an hour. An hour here. I didn't want to sit on the curb, so I went and got a hotel for an hour. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And then uh, we, uh, dude, Pittsburgh was badass. Have you ever been to Pittsburgh? Uh, through not 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 stayed in. Well, we yes. go through that tunnel and then there's right. Alex Maxwell City. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, stayed with Maxwell's parents instead of a hotel. Okay. That can always be weird. Right. So his parents are so but cool. But his though. parents, Big Lou, I mean, they're awesome. His mom's right? literally so nice. They made us these Salisbury steaks for lunch. They were so good. Did you have uh, permanis? I didn't. I'm on diet. So. What's oh, yeah. Salisbury steak? Never had Salisbury I've, steak. I've, it's like a sandwich? I've, I've heard of it, but I've never had it. It's like a hamburgers, <laughs> but with just like gravy on yeah, it. Is it like hamburger right. steak? Yeah, but it's good. It's okay. like a hamburger steak not kind fried. of thing. Yeah. What's yeah, up? hamburger steaks fried, right? Hey, remember that time I fucked Can't up be. the order with yeah, the hamburger steaks? And you guys were really pissed at me. And oh, what was yeah. that? Columb- I was not Columbus. That was uh, that little weird bar. We had Jordan Rager with us somewhere noon, in Georgia. Noon in Georgia. Noon in Georgia. So okay, I, yeah. I had never yeah. heard. I was like, okay, steak. They probably want it like medium rare, like like okay, it's, yeah. whatever. <laughs> and it was like bloody. Like, it's hamburger. It's hamburger. Yeah. Yeah. Hamburger. It's like hamburger no. meat. So I was like, Don't okay. Send they, it back. I, well, I didn't know. It was like I didn't know it was a fucking hamburger that you. We had to get on stage. I didn't know that it was a fucking. Hamburger yes. that you ate as a steak. You ate bloody. They did. I did. Ground beef. I didn't. They did. Me and Terry did. <laughs> how? How? We just ate that. What outside. was the reaction? We didn't eat the what your, I mean, I would have been in pain. Yeah, we didn't eat the middle. We just ate the outside. Well, I didn't. I didn't okay. know. I <laughs> saw a steak, and I'm like, they don't want their steak well done. Yeah. Right. So I'm thinking it's steak. Yeah. We eat hamburgers as hamburgers. We yeah, don't eat hamburgers as steaks. Right. Did they ask you or oh, like, yeah, what's this medium? 
They didn't ask me anything. They oh. were just they were just like, all right, they want it like that. I don't I'm, know. I'm like so worried about like my chicken and just really ground beef being cooked properly. Yeah. Yeah, I had a bad, bad experience, but you know. Bro, when you're sick, you're sick. With, like I probably with just wouldn't have or, eaten. Or, or beef. Both. Oh really? Both. Like I trusted a buddy cooking at a cookout one time and because that's what you do at a cookout. But uh, he like served the burgers and like I bit into it like a big old fucking bite and just like blood just in like red and I was like all right no I'm good and I still got sick off of that damn McElwain yeah. made us a chicken casserole that one time that chicken was a little undercooked McElwain that green bean I think Kepsi should have threw it back in the oven Burrell was there what yes. can, can you no, confirm I think that was a that was that Italian chicken thing I did yeah that that was a I didn't that wasn't best best effort <laughs> we ate it though we're still oh, here sometimes you just gotta trust the money but it backfires Dave, yeah, you I, ever, I, I'm very sensitive so you ever been to uh, um, casinos on the road yes yes absolutely I've been to um, uh, Pecola Oklahoma yeah we played like all there is to play I believe. Uh, it was with actually Hood and Cobb, and uh, we played a casino. I can't remember the tribe or the whatever yeah. you call them, but uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We went to uh, we went to the th- it's called Three River or just Rivers uh, in Pittsburgh. Okay, lost twelve hundred dollars. What were you playing? Uh, we played roulette at first, right? And then I just went over to the penny slots and started yeah. playing those. They have these Wheel of Fortune ones. I just oh, those love. Are, those are I my can't fit. stop playing them. Wheels, man. Yeah, the yeah. wheels. Craps is the is the game. Though. Alex was up twenty five hundred dollars. And what was he playing? Same thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, he was he was playing a roulette table. He was up twenty five hundred, and then he lost all. He his strikes money. me as yeah. like a fancy, like kind of formal gambler. But I mean, fifteen hundred, which, which, which is what roulette is. <laughs> or twelve hundred dollars isn't that bad compared to like going to the strip club, you know? Because when I go to the yeah. strip club, like it's that's spent a lot of money, probably three grand, you know? <laughs> really? Yeah, I've done it a couple times. Well, it's also if the if the entourage, if it's like a crew thing, yeah, right? it's a crew. Yeah. It's I a crew I try thing. to. I'm not a big I, I just always think like strip clubs are just like a total waste of money but yeah at least when you leave out of there and you spend all that money at least you got to see titties you know that's what I the guess. internet's for you just go to a I Trey mean, Lewis show you'll see titties internet. anyway that's what the internet's for I guess working at the floor of Bama that was just free yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah that, they were always not nice saying though. it was like high class the bras yeah but you know speaking of the floor of Bama I want to tell you I want to tell this uh the story about the first time I ever played the floor of Bama okay. so we get a call Matt Smith remember him uh, Matthew Auburn? Smith, yeah, Auburn, Auburn area, yeah, okay, yeah, I think so. So he calls me up. And he was playing it. So I had this drummer. His name was Tyler Murphy, and he out of Birmingham. Yeah, I know, you know Tyler. Him? Yeah, because yeah. he's from Montgomery. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. So Tyler, he lives in Canada now. He got married and moved out there. But he played in a wedding band. It was like him, Matt Smith, and then I can't remember the other the singer guy's name. But anyway, so. When Tyler wasn't busy with his wedding band, he played with me. This was like, he was my first drummer when I first started playing. And that's how I met Matt Smith. So Matt Smith called me. He was like, they would always do these like wedding gigs, but like sometimes the singer couldn't make it. And sometimes I would be the wedding singer. And like, they just like played musical chairs with the, you know, with the different instruments in the wedding band. Well, Matt Smith calls me up. He's like, hey, dude, you want to play the floor Bama? And I was like, fuck yeah, I want to play the floor Bama. Cause who wouldn't want to play the floor Bama? Right. And he was like, we're just going to do a three-piece. Do you know anybody that can play drums? I was like, I know this guy named Terry. He plays guitar, but he can play drums. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) So we go down there. We get down there, and I'm sick as fuck. Like, I have the flu or something. Like, if corona was a thing, like, I had it. Like, I I felt dead. Yeah. And um, 
There's a guy that runs sound there now. I don't know if he still does. His name's Kyle. Is that it? There's no Kyle there now. But there was, was a Kyle there. He's like this? a soft-spoken guy. Okay. Maybe Chris. I don't, know. I don't know. What year was this? Anyways, this was like, this was back in the day, but I remember okay. me, when I was down there for the Frank Brown year before last, he was down there and he was running sound. Maybe oh. it's like Kai or Kyle or something. I don't remember. But anyways, um, like, and he was playing before us. And then what's the old sound guy's name? Mike. His mom just passed away, right? Recently or something. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, like yeah. a year or two ago. Or I yeah. think, I, I don't know if it's What's his, his name? Mike what? Lachlan? Mike Lachlan. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's, yeah, his, yeah, his mom passed so away. So like, like they're up before yeah, yeah, yeah. us. And I mean, they're just like, I'm already intimidated because I'm at the fucking floor Bama. I've never been before. Yeah. And like, you know, the musicians y'all have down there, just, they're really good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Most of them. Yeah. Most of them. And I mean, they're just <laughs> ripping it. This crowd's going insane. At this point, I've never played any tin roof shows or anything like that. It's just been like Mexican restaurants and like, Maybe yeah. like a fucking wedding every now and then, but nothing like, you know, I just didn't know how to entertain a crowd. Like my, in my set list is like, ain't no sunshine and like, yeah. you know, just like <laughs> beginner, you know, set list. And, uh, I'm intimidated. I'm sick. I can barely even sing. And then I get up there and Terry's playing drums. We're playing like fucking wagon wheel and everybody's looking at us like we're crazy. And, you know, Matt Smith's playing the couple solos that he knows. Were y'all in like the dome? We were in the dome, like, yeah. Like early or late? It was late. Oh, wow. It was like 10 to 2 or something. Oh, wow. But we made it through, dude. And I knew right then and there, like, it was so bad, dude, that like Mike even got up at one point and played guitar with us. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just knew from that point on that yeah. I would never play the floor Bama ever again. Like, yeah. I just knew that, like, I had squandered that opportunity right there. And you did play it again. I did, because right. of you. you played if it, it wasn't for you, it would have yeah. never happened. Yeah. I don't know. I mean. Because, like, I reached out for years. Yeah. But, I mean, how often do you have that people reach out to you? I mean, like, people like, are probably going to watch this podcast <laughs> and know that you booked the floor Bama, and they're yeah. going to be reaching out to you. Well, I advise the entertainment department now. Davis Nix, y'all. You know? yeah, yeah. Oh, no, when I was, like, on, on Hood morning when he was doing that, like, during uh, COVID, like, shutdown yeah. and all stuff. By the way, he needs to like, bring that back. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. You hear that? Ella's, mo Ella's mom was talking about that last night. So we're on there, and, like, this was 2020, like, July I was on it. And, like, the Bama had opened back up in May. And we were doing all those like acoustic only shows yeah. from like 11 to like midnight or something on every stage because like you couldn't walk around. Yeah. So like we booked more shows in 2020 than Floribama's ever booked before yeah. because it was like we had to always have music at stage starting at 11 a.m. instead of like maybe this 10th stage wouldn't open up normally to like Thursday or something, yeah. whatever. So I go on Hood Morning and – uh and like I tell Adam like before, like, hey, let's not say anything about like me like being the buyer at Florabama. He's like, okay. And like one of the first things he did, he was like, Hey everybody, Davis Nix here, he books the Florabama, man. And if you think if your mama thinks you're good, man, then give him a call. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, God's dog, man. <laughs> the DMs were fuller than they've ever been. Oh yeah. I mean, people were hitting me up on like Instagram. I thought about going private on my Instagram, Damn. you know, and stuff like that. Jeez. And like, but no, like in normal just email like booking at Floribama. It's a good bit. I mean, yeah. weekly. And like, you know, one of the things that we pride ourselves on is at least when I was there, uh, was getting back to everybody with mm -hmm. some sort of answer because yeah. right. Like everybody like w would love an answer, even if it's no. Yeah. Like just to know that you got back. What's a nice way that you say no. 
Just so I can use that in my life. Um, <laughs> same. I think it's more like, uh, you know, hey, we're pretty full up on our schedule to the end of the year. You know, really appreciate your submission. Uh, we put it in a uh, in a file to look back on. You know, please continue reaching out to us with dates whatever you know never know when cancellation now everybody knows sending us new stuff well done Bon that was a good little no I mean I'm asking (laughs) you never know when somebody's gonna you know appear to suck and go out and hear no you know 15 times and go out and get good and come back and crush it absolutely like me and we've actually prime example (laughs) we've done that with artists that like we've told no to ultimately playing the Bama and then like a year or two later like uh something they send another email with like an up like we always wanted like a live video yeah. i never wanted like an ep or something right i wanted like the live video of like what you sound it's like like coaching a sports scene a highlight tape like that's what that's absolutely. what your show looks like let's see if it'll fit in absolutely no like badass editing or nothing like yeah. just straight up raw video. cell phone yep. like raw as shit and uh yeah, like a bunch of them have like come back and like really like stepped up their game and their craft yeah. and like fuck yeah, come on. Do you remember like, anybody that you said no to now that you booked down there or that you did book down there? Okay, so this is funny and like uh I wasn't there when she was told no. Yeah. But uh so is Jesse. Yeah. Right? And we're we're split up or whatever. Yeah. But like at that before I came, like Paul who would like go through all the submissions, like said no to her. Yeah. Whatever. And when we started dating, I like would put her on the schedule. Yeah. And like, cause she's good. She deserves it. All that great stuff. And like, I remember Paul coming to me when like she left after coming down there for like a weekend. He's like, bro, like I had her in the no pile, <laughs> you know? And I was yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. Like, whatever. And then she like called me when she was driving back, like right after Paul told me that. She was like, I think I know who Paul is now. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, who is he? She goes, uh, well, I sent an email like three or four times and he kept on sending me the same response of like, y'all are f- full up and if a cancellation happens and all this stuff, I was like, yeah, he just told me he put you in the no pile and like I could hear in her voice like, like insecurities or something. Like, am I yeah. good enough? Like, yeah. Is it only because I'm dating you? And I'm like, hey, look, you're great. Like you deserve to be on these stages, yeah. all that stuff. But uh, like she, so she, like really stepped up her game. Yeah. Um, and that was like more of a personal one. But besides that, man, I mean, um, Chris Beverly. Yeah. You know, like he's like killer guitar player now. Um, I mean, Mason Henderson, just incredible. Everybody's like really like the island folk are really great people, and like they are constantly because like during season you can play like 300 shows in like eight months yeah and that's yeah that's too one thing that i realized after playing down there during the summer months of covid was is that it wasn't about like you know like a lot of it had to do with keeping the island the local people busy you know and making sure that they have dates you know before you can bring in people from out of town so it wasn't like a you know it wasn't always like a you know you know no we're good you know or you're not good enough it was just about like you know there's a balance because if we local people happy we pissed off the local people yeah then like what kind of bar are we are we actually like supporting our community yeah absolutely but There's dude, that I give mean, and take, like you, you know? when you booked me and Terry down there, man, that was like so that was fun. That was so clutch because we needed that money. Like, we came down there one week and made like three grand. 
you remember when uh like i was playing the dome and y'all were gonna be right after me yeah and i got a call from one of our managers like this guy austin was, foreman, foreman was playing up in the main room <laughs> and like i would keep my cell phone on stage and if like a certain manager would call me or like brandon or yeah. someone like uh would call me like i'd stop my show and be like what's up you know and like on stage hit me quick and they'll be like I need you upstairs in the main room i'm like oh lord and so trey and terry or like side stage of the dome because yeah, y'all are we supposed were, to we were, play we were, i was coming to watch you play and y'all were gonna play right after yeah. and i was like hey man i need a favor can you play a couple songs while i leave and he's like absolutely i run up there uh not good situation very drunk human being on stage saying awesome some, foreman. some really not okay things uh, well it's like the main room's like older people and stuff you know what i mean so it's like is the main room the one with all the bras hanging up that's the i've been there that one time with you so when room, you, like, yeah. you can't go up there and sing dick down in dallas at six o'clock it's you know easy I mean? listening kind of thing yeah you want to do that at 10 o'clock yeah you want to do that at 10 you know o'clock. I mean? so it was like he was singing songs that were like equivalent to that okay. but like some of his verbiage like just in communication oh, he was just like being an between, yeah. Okay, yeah yeah like really not something you want at your venue employees yeah we're oh. getting pissed because oh, patrons are getting pissed right and when there's yeah. like a majority ultimately yeah and so anyways I, I handle that situation and then i like run downstairs or call you and i'm like hey man actually instead of playing a few songs for me down there can y'all come up here <laughs> and finish yeah. the rest of the main room show yeah. and you're like fuck yeah man yeah and, we did it uh but yeah, that was that was a crazy time, man. Uh, just being down there and how many I brought so many I we down there at the Bama. We brought so many people from Nashville because we were kind of like the only venue that yeah, was like it, offering anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna ask, what's it like looking back? Like you guys were probably one of maybe ten venues that were operating at that time in yeah. the, in the world. Yeah, in the world. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like the Republic of Florida was afloat. Like you guys were doing your thing, right? And like South Alabama during COVID, because like world shuts down, no gigs anywhere around the world, and right. then you guys are one of the first to come back. Like that's got to be crazy to like think about. It was it was crazy because there'd be that's like the energy of that. Like people are like, "Fuck yeah, music's here again." There were like major artists like reaching out. Yeah, that like sell like five six thousand person rooms wanted to come down and just play acoustic just to play a show yeah. of some kind you yeah. know and like but all that being said i mean like we didn't know like all the variables inside of it was like if the governor governor of florida was going to shut us down or if he was going to extend our time or kill some of that time Ch or like who has day, covid day, the next day yeah. and can't come on property yeah, would change day by day hour by hour sometimes yeah and like employees how many employees are going to be in because who has covid who doesn't who feels right. comfortable coming there yeah. you know and like we would book shows we would book like 150 shows every 24 hours like just staying it's up ridiculous. myself brandon it's parnell absurd. and paul linga would just yeah. stay up all night like just crushing beers and like just trying to find bodies to put yeah, to like play there. and like there was a lot of people that would play like two or three shows in a day yeah we were doing you guys were we doing were doing that. two days when yeah. we were down there and I then i feel that. so bad because you would go talk to these artists like after like the third day and they'd be like hey <laughs> you know, like they're just yeah. You guys, they're you, done. You guys have the band house, right? Yeah, yeah. That place, those walls could tell some fucking stories, huh? It's insane, is it one of those man. places Wasn't where the chair just, written in there. No, the chair was written on the that boat that okay. Hank Cochran and Dean Dillon yeah. lived on, or whatever. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the boat, but like, you know, you had Mickey Newberry, Hank Cochran, and 
Dean Dillon and Bo Roberts and Mark Sherrill and uh, I'm sure a bunch of other greats that I'm just. I'm, I think I, when I felt when I walked into that building for the first, like into yeah. the into the floor band itself, I felt like I was living a Riley Green song. Oh yeah, <laughs> like that's what it felt. It felt like it was literally like yeah. the early Riley Green songs, yeah. like "Dude from Alabama on yeah. Vacation." Yeah. So I feel like that's a big thing. Were you there for those years? Like when I, when Riley and not even Muscadine, oh, yeah. when Charlie and Gary were coming through, not even as Muscadine. I'm like, Absolutely. you got to watch like Alabama music, like the modern day. Watch Trey, all these guys and girls come up through. Absolutely. Wayne Mills. I mean, I mean Wayne Mills, yes. Adam Hood. Um, you know, throw Ella in there now. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Was Jamie Gary. Johnson ever through there? Uh, you know, I, that's a good question. I feel like probably like in the early 2000s, probably with like Wayne. Yeah. You know, because uh, I'm pretty sure that JJ like ran the road in the van with Wayne and whoever Wayne had as players at the time. Yeah. I mean, Wayne went through like 50 guitar players. <laughs> 50 drummers 50 bass players yeah. like i mean it's a it's a whole network in itself yeah. but like yeah i'm sure he did i know he's played it before but i don't know in the capacity of like 150 dollar like check yeah. you know what i yeah. mean but yeah it's it's a place of history it was I mean, so absolutely. cool to like come down there during the summer months of covid play those shows and then come back uh the next summer and play like a ticketed Ticket. show yeah man that, that was, was awesome. cool that was a fun night that was a fun night we want to yeah. we want to do it again soon i remember i was telling matt i was like hey let's put the merch down here and he's like uh what'd you say you're like uh can we keep it in the tent yeah you know, i was like, we got, like i was like keep it in the tent like let's let's <laughs> there's children out here and i don't know if it's probably the yeah. best well yeah well all, well all the stickers i mean what's funny <laughs> now though and this is another thing recapping this past weekend the meet and greets the past couple weeks, like have been, or like the shows the last couple weeks, family of all ages. Right. And the meet and greets have been a lot of kids coming up, and they know the like. Where were the little girl? Yeah, thank God for TikTok. No, but I, no, but I'm saying like, but I'm saying like, I'm looking at it yeah. like I'm worried about I'm worried about these these yeah. kids seeing a butt fucked in Boston sticker. Meanwhile, right. nowadays their their parents are buying it for them. Like they're coming up, they know the song. I don't have kids, but I I know that I have like two separate friends. And I think we all do. Like that are like married and have kids. It's like one group of parents are like, oh, I don't give a fuck if you cuss like around my yeah. kids. Like they know better. Yeah. You know, until they're 18, are they allowed to say these words or whatever? Yeah. And then you have some parents that are just like, don't say any of that yeah. shit around. And I'm like, okay. And I, I respect both Damn, of them. You couldn't have said it any better. Don't say any of that shit around. Yeah. <laughs> That's like accurate. Damn. Can't wait to tell my therapist about that on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. yeah I feel like parents that are like that though, they're like not going to bring those kids, their kids. They're not even going to listen to us. Whereas the floor no. bam, I guess they were, they were kind of just, because the way it's set up is like if you yeah. don't have tickets to that specific yeah. section, then you you're in. Like I was just thinking, like yeah. keeping it near the concert. My ex girlfriend was there Absolutely. that night upstairs with her new boyfriend. We put her on the list. We let her come to the show. Yeah, we put oh, her on the list. Man, really? Yeah. Oh, y'all put her on the yeah, list. Yeah, we put her on the list. We put her on the list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Terry and his kid. His um. Thought you might want to see me crushing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know the reality is too. Like even if you're not in the tent, seeing those like butt fuck sticker, stickers and all that you can walk anywhere in the floor of Bama and someone's yeah. written something or like slapped a sticker on some pole or wall yeah. Yeah. Like, it probably comes like, with the territory where it's like yeah you're not at Chuck E. Cheese you're yeah. you're at yeah. right and right. you got the possum king yeah. play let's you get think? into it so you're from Montgomery from Montgomery man yeah so when did you first pick up a musical instrument I mean you play everything right everything decently well yeah you know 
I would I would say bass, guitar, and drums and harmonies. Because yeah, we had Adam Hood on the other day, and he was just talking about how you can just do everything. Yeah, and it's kind Wear of been hats. it's kind of been it's been a blessing because it's kept me busy, but like also like it scares the living fuck out of me sometimes. Like you know, then like Brent called me to play bass. Brent and I was Cobb, like, for those yeah, you Brent don't know. Cobb, apologize. And uh, I was like, yeah, I can do it. And like, I never really listened to like Shine On and Providence, like to the degree of like hardcore and the bass and drums. Like, I did, but when I started getting into it, I was like, fuck. Like, yeah. you could, like, Brian Allen on bass is incredible. Chris Powell on drums is incredible. But I, if you took all the, if you just put bass and drums, on both of those albums and sold that, I would buy it. <laughs> like the instrumentation and the musicianship is insane. So it's just a bass solo the whole time, yeah. but in such a well-crafted, not excessive. So yeah. Uh, so sometimes it can get me in trouble of knowing how to play a lot. of. How these. long have you been out with Brent? Cause my friend Chandler filled in with him last weekend. Were you there with Chandler Brown? No, but play guitar. Yeah, Chan Daddy. Heard, yeah, I heard about that. I, I don't know him. I wasn't out then. I just did this last weekend. Yeah, we're friends from college. He used to be in this band called New Suede. We call him Chan Daddy. Chan Daddy. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I heard Chan Daddy did great. Did he think he did great? Uh, I know he was nervous going into it, so yeah. I really hoped he crushed it. And he's a fucking phenomenal musician with like an amazing, amazing stage presence, so I know he crushed it. The cool thing with like the Cobb Camp is, like, especially on stage, is... It's like just feel your way. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's not too on point, playing mm. everything perfect. But that being said, I mean, um, yeah, I've filled in for as a drummer, bass player, guitar player. Four years old, I picked up a guitar when my yeah. dad handed it to me. And did your dad play? Yeah, he played. He was up in Nashville, seventies maybe. Put yeah. up two albums. Hell yeah! And uh, mom, did he oh, go to law school after that or before that? during that during that wow. yeah he was like multitasker just like yourself yeah i guess so yeah with a bad back just like <laughs> him definitely my father's son um but yeah he, he would tell me stories of like walking around from door to door with like his vinyl and like also selling bibles yeah and like go knock on a door and try to like make money right yeah two for and, one uh, he's like man nobody bought my album and i was like you're going up against fucking jesus man like <laughs> in, in, in alabama yeah yeah like come on like my god you want this lp of someone me that you've never heard or like this bible or you want the official book of the south yeah <laughs> said he would just start selling bibles and like giving a vinyl away That's like great. here like, give the cd with the bible yeah, <laughs> yeah whatever but uh yeah like love can build a bridge was the first song i learned how to sing and play. the juds yeah let's buddy. go yeah. mom was a piano music teacher you know, and so we did piano lessons and vocal lessons and obviously the choir stuff. And like, I'll, all I wanted to do was be a drummer. Yeah. You know, so like when I was like 10, my parents bought me like a, like a five, six hundred dollar drum set. And like, I think I still owe them money for that, you know? Oh, really? Probably. Yeah. You know, I was supposed to go like mow lawns all summer and I did. I just don't think I even made that much yeah. money. But like, um, yeah, I still have that drum kit too. That's awesome. But um, yeah, is it a, is it a nice one? I, I think so. I mean, yeah, if you it's still like a, have it. It's like yeah. a Tama Classic Rockstar kit or something awesome. like Amber Gold. It's what I did still, you? Was your first gig playing drums or no? Yeah, my first gig was I was eleven years old, eleven or twelve years old, and we played for my brother. My brother was fourteen, 
And then we had these two guys we, we had in the band as well, JB and Evan, and they were two years older than my brother, so they could drive. Yeah. And my brother's girlfriend at the time, her mom had an office party and needed a band. And like, I remember we had our buddy John Hunter like have like a VHS camera, you know, and like yeah. do like this like like one of the first like media content capturers, you know, like following us around with this old VHS camera, and like he had to sit in this cubicle. It was like right next to where we we're oh, playing. Oh, was in the fucking office? It was in the office, bro. Jeez. Yeah, like they moved cubicles. <laughs> and 11 like years old, banging very, on the Very stale environment. I think we had like a disco light we bought from like oh, yeah. could, Bailey could, Brothers. Could you turn the drums down some? <laughs> Absolutely. Not even Mike. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, we would do like Buffett tunes and like Fish tunes and like Panic and Van Morrison, like total jam band stuff. Yeah. And, like, we played, I think, like, 20 gigs that year, like, on, like, flatbeds out of, like, farm parties and shit. Nice. You know what I mean? Just, like, my parents were, like, super cool about all that. That's great. You know, it's where I started smoking cigarettes. Yeah. You know. Still smoking them to this day, huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. Trying to quit. But, uh, yeah, my dad used to take me to 1048 during, like, the potluck jams on, like, Wednesdays or Thursdays or whenever they'd have. And he would talk to the owner and like obviously he had to sit in there and like ten forty eight or like any bar band like that, like they don't start on time ever. Yeah. Especially like potluck gyms. It's just like when everybody rolls in. Yeah. So he'd get there at like nine thirty and nothing would start till like eleven thirty, like school night. And uh definitely like felt embarrassed that my dad would like walk up to like the first musician he'd see, be like, Hey, when are y'all gonna start? You know, I want to get my son up there to play some drums. I'm like, Dad, you know, whatever. Yeah. They were cool about it, man. I get up there and play drums with these, like, monster, like, jazz blues session players. And, like, I remember we'd play, like, uh, Chameleon, which was, like, uh, uh, what was his name? Herbie, Herbie Hancock. Hancock. Yeah. And, uh, like, um, Sissy Strut, you know, the meters. And, like, all these songs that were like way over your head like musicianship wise yeah i remember this guy would lead singer he would like look back at me and be like pocket 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 i had no clue what that meant yeah he put his hand in his back pocket you know and i'm like i don't know what the hell are you talking about like okay Just and then the finally pocket. i learned the the phrase like play in the pocket just get in the pocket. Yeah. And he yeah. would like just be singing and put his hand in his back pocket. And I'd be like, I don't know you're talking. What do you, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. But it was really cool. I learned a lot, like really quick. How many bands have you think you've played in? I would say easily probably 40 to 50. Wow. I would say. Yeah. Um, you know, the Wayne Mills years were insane. I don't even remember most of them. Not because were like you I playing was playing drums for Wayne or what? anything that was whoever didn't show up yeah <laughs> like if a bass player didn't show up like all right yeah i'll play bass. how old were you for that i started that when i was like 18 yeah so like the years of like high school still and whatnot until i was 18 i was just kind of like still doing the sports that my parents wanted me to do you know still practicing whatever instrument and trying to make bands with my brother or other friends and you know, uh, got to the point by the time I was 16 that I could ultimately walk in like any bar in Montgomery if a band was were. playing. Yeah. yeah and um, 
then I went to when I left there, I went to MTSU for college. Actually, I went to university. I'm an Auburn fan, but I went to University of Alabama for two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. And I called my mom and dad. I said, "I'm going to die up here." If I like just in the yeah, first, I only went there. I only lived. I lived in Tuscaloosa for like six months, and then went to rehab right after that. So I get it. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, I need to go do music, and uh, so I did MTSU, and only did like two years there, then left. Yeah. I went. It was a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. I had a college professor, like class of four hundred or whatever. Who was it? I can't remember, man. Uh, but he was like, I don't know what y'all are doing. Something along the lines, like, I don't know if you're going to do it, this music business degree. You know, like, you need to go meet people and, like, get involved. And uh, that kind of already, like, kind of reassured or reaffirmed, like, I didn't want to be at college anyways. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, hey, I have an uh, excuse now to tell my parents. My professor yeah. told me to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and um, I left, called my brother, scared to death to tell my parents you know and called my brother he was living in birmingham finishing up being at sanford then he called a buddy keith ward who was like a regional rep for red bull yeah and like was really involved with city stages oh yeah before it died and he's like oh man yeah uh george mcmillan he's a great friend and like he george mcmillan is the dude that started city stages yeah. he's like i'll get you an internship and so, like, once I had that set up, like, I called my parents and told them. I was like, hey, I left college. They're like, what? And I'm like, but I got an internship. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's legit. Yeah. You know, and then I ended up getting the job. Yeah. And I was, I was in Birmingham for, like, two, three years. And then City Stage just crashed. What'd you do? Just help book the acts or just whatever they needed or what? So, McMillan was, like, special event firm. Like, mm -hmm. our baby was City Stages. We worked on that. So, for those out there like me who are not from the, the Republic of Alabama, right, what, right. Is, what is City Stages? City Stages was uh, your your local um, downtown on the asphalt street music, uh, music fest. So, it was like a fair but with music. Well, I mean, all like I, think, I guess like the street, like like not a like not a festival where it's out in the out in a field somewhere. It was a festival, but it, it was, was a festival, festival, but it was in the streets of Birmingham. Yeah, so dude, the, I saw okay. like Sawyer Brown brothers, there. I saw brothers. like oh, I saw drive by truckers there. Oh yeah, yellow card. Um, yeah. James Brown, Skinnerd. Yeah, yeah, yellow card. Is that yeah? Yellow card. One. I mean, it, it was like every city has a music festival what, downtown, what, what, but so, not anymore because so, it's all. You know, in yeah. a field. So, or what, so what, what happened to it? And the neighbors are just banging each other hard they, upstairs. Is that upstairs? Yeah. Um, no, what I mean, what happened to it along with another, like, I don't know. Cut it out! <laughs> hey, hopefully they're using protection, you know? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> they did stop. <laughs> they did stop. Yeah. It sounded more like she's dogs. cooking something. She's fucking beating the meat. That's a, it's twenty four hours a day. Anytime I'm here, it's this is like Matt McAvoy lives here. By the way, like oh, you live here? No, no this, I don't. Is to okay. this is to prevent <laughs> this is to prevent him from driving home from uh, Midtown Drunk. No, That's no, where this place right, is. Right. You know, no, I do I also do a lot of work <laughs> here. <be> part of it, <laughs> and he gets paid to be here. You know, he said he does. I do a lot. I do a lot of work. Lots of things and stuff. You know, back to I'm always I'm so busy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, this episode right here take literally probably four or five hours to send oh, to the uh, guys in Texas <laughs> plus another five hours to get but, yeah, so it actually to them. Yeah, so what was the thing called? So city streets, city, city stages, city stages. So like, just, just like all these other, all these other, you know, oh, cities out there in America, like 
festivals in the 80s and 90s were like happening downtown you know what i mean yeah. and that just died off because they were like oh we can like do a destination festival where you go to new orleans and see jazz fest or like hang out at the beach or bonnaroo in a 800 acre field or or for country x rock know. or for country x rock the south or this or that yeah yeah or like a cruise they have right. like the all Big the cruises, cruises now yeah. and so like that really like took the market share of these festivals festivals that were happening downtown cities all across america you know and in alabama the music scene is so rich that you have so many yeah. different styles like was it what was it a multi-day thing three day it was a friday saturday sunday and you know with the three-day festival it really starts on thursday you know yeah <laughs> i mean let's be honest but we would work 300 and you know 62 days out of the year for for three days of things but we'd also have like we'd do like uh, susan g coleman race for the cures we have ten thousand people racing in downtown birmingham we do like sidewalk sidewalk film festival which was an independent uh film festival uh, we did a lot of special event stuff and really cut my teeth in knowing massive production that was like mm -hmm. in the in the multi millions, tens of tens of millions of seeing how these things really come together of like uh, being told, hey, Davis, uh, you know, this is Wednesday night, you know, before City Stage starts on Friday. And they'd be like, uh, and I've been out there since 9 a.m. They'd be like, all right, you need to be here till 4 a.m. on the site helping get shit together. And I'm like, oh, okay, what's going on? They're like, well, the porta potties come in around 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning, and they need to be put over here, and here's the map. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And, like, learning, yeah. there's just so much infrastructure that has to be put it together. It takes a village for sure. And, like, definitely I didn't sleep for a long time. Because I was like, I don't know, apparently a vampire and like I didn't need sleep. They're like, oh, you need to go do this. I'm like, okay. It was cool though. I learned a lot, man. Yeah. Learned a lot. So when'd you get into songwriting? Uh, man, I mean, my dad's always been a songwriter. But I would say honestly, when I was in like the, the, the Greek scene of playing music, yeah, which became exhausting after a while. Oh, as, yeah. As you know. Oh, yeah. Great money, but you're playing the same damn shit every night. Covers yeah. not even your own stuff. And, I was a music garden band. Yeah, me I was too. a music garden booking agent, you know, and Dan and uh, what's the other guy's name? Pat. No, oh, that's that's a Skybar. Skybar. Who? Uh, God, what's his um, name? At music. Damn, it's, dry, yeah. it's drawing a blank to me. McAway yeah. knows everything. Let's see. Oh, I got Martin, it saved in the phone. Martin, Martin and Michael. Martin, yeah, Martin and Michael. Martin, dude, he used to yeah. hook it up, dude. Yeah, man. What's the they, other guy's name from Selma? A little short guy. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Dobbins. 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 Yeah, Go, Dobby. Dobbins Dobby, would always Dobby, try to get me for like 1200 bucks. I'd be like, damn, man, I need at least 2500 dog. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> He'd be like, all right, well, it, I'll it, hit you up when you're broke. I mean, those guys always, you know, they kept us booked and they were good <laughs> good dudes, man. But they it's own really, that market in Auburn. Like nobody else books down there except for them. That's like where I believe I met uh, Charlie Muncaster was at Skybar. I used to play Skybar like once a week, acoustic up front for like a thousand dollars. Like it was like 
gold. Yeah. Damn. You know, and like wouldn't start till 1130 it's, at night and play till 230. Yeah. We love big, you, Skyball. That's got as big as big of that's played as big a role in like the history of like Alabama country music last 25 years as Florabama has. Right. Florabama, Skybar, they're on like it's that same kind of thing. Very yeah. different places, yeah. both yeah. massive, but both incredibly influential. Without them, those the guys that are doing it right now in the last 10 years, who knows what they'd be doing? That's Probably where everybody got their start. Music. Yeah. So everybody yeah. got their start. Yeah, absolutely. And like you would get all these Greek gigs, you know, and like just by crushing it there. Yeah. yeah and like make so much money. And I remember I was playing Knoxville one night. We got done. We were at a hotel. And the bass player and guitar player at the time, like, were songwriters. And like, I had written songs, but I wasn't like yeah. focused on it. Yeah. And I was probably about 24, 25 when uh, we were at the hotel afterwards, just drinking beer and just. You know, it'd be two dudes sleeping in beds. You know what I mean? Like we get one. I was pretty cheap. I'm not yeah, gonna. We used lie to do five good. in the hotel room. We oh, did well. eight one time. Fuck! When Dick Down came out, me and you were still sharing a bed, dude. Yeah, we yeah. were. Yeah, yeah. So y'all know. So we're like sitting yeah. there, and like they're playing like original music, and like at that time my headspace was like just being exhausted because I owned the van, I owned the trailer, I owned the audio, I owned the lighting. I was handling all of it, killing it like cash flow wise, but like. Just like what, like new saw the hamster wheel, you know, like fuck this, I'm gonna go start writing songs. Yeah, and so I finished out any contract I had for the rest of the year, and like basically, like when I was back in Nashville, I like quit all that and sold my PA and lighting to a club in Columbus, and sold my trailer to somebody, and sold the van, and you know, try to pay off some debt, and then uh, really just went a hundred percent in for songwriting but you know I, you, you miss the money when you yeah. when you're oh yeah when you're broke <laughs> oh yeah I mean <laughs> hell if it wasn't for Dick Down Dallas I'd still be writing twice a week and playing covers yeah. on the road forever that's yeah. the only thing like I look back on it now I'm like if I could go back I would have just quit playing on the road and just played Broadway like screw it you yeah know? I mean it's the same thing it's the same thing but I don't know I guess the traveling and like meeting new people was like always cool but people come here every weekend from a different city so like the traveling I think is more important than the playing yeah like when you're getting going yeah it really helped me get my chops in so like when we really started touring yeah. with you know with this song like and you know all the other stuff we put out too it like I was already uh, kind of already ready for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've done, you've done you're eight gonna hours. You're going to break down. You're going to, you know, yeah. Yeah. you're going to want to end it yeah. all, you know, at five in the morning, not slept, you know. Yeah, you've done eight, nine hours in a van from one side of the country to the other, yeah. or one side of the south Absolutely. to the other. You break down in like Oklahoma, <coughs> you know, yeah. and you're like, how to get out of that is like, this is the you end. You can't teach that shit. Yeah, you learn so much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's way more valuable. Learn how to than adapt and survive. So you didn't yeah. put your first song out until what, like 2018? Uh, right. Were you in bands? Fourteen, twenty fourteen. Yeah, I was in bands. We had, there's stuff out there. I just have no clue where it is. Probably on MySpace, which doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> Bandcamp. Uh, I, probably. But like, I 2014. I put yeah. out and like I try to take all that shit down. You know, I'm sure it's still hiding out there. We somewhere. got traveling heartache. That's on. Is that that was eighteen? Right? Yeah, that yeah. song's great, dude. Yeah, thanks, man. I, I I try to play that stuff anytime I'm out and about playing yeah. wherever i am which is yeah. really only the bama you yeah. know i'll go down there and do you some played shows. it at the round the other night yeah did i play it at the round the other yeah. night yeah. Didn't you it's play probably it? one of my only fast-paced songs yeah <laughs> it's a great song um thanks man 
But uh, let's talk about your big your big cut you got going on right now. Oh, with Mr. Hood. Yeah. That one. You wrote a song Small with Adam one. Hood. I mean, dude, what a... I mean, that's like bucket list shit right there, huh? I mean, Absolutely. I know y'all are friends, but like before y'all are friends, I know you like manage him and, you know, do I, all that stuff. I'll tell you this. When I was 16, I would sneak into like... Uh, Supper Club or something? Supper Club, uh, 1048, Zydeco... And like to see Hood play. Yeah. And I told myself one day, like, I'm going to play in his band. So I had these things, like I wrote down my goals and I'm like gonna vision play boards? His, um, I've done a vision board before. I'm more of like like I write what my I just write my goals down. Like, a, check, like do a checklist, checklist kind of thing, like you know, I've written my off. I've written my Grammy uh um, acceptance speech for producer. I've I've done that. Nice. So hopefully that comes to yeah. fruition one day. But um I want to be his guitar player. I want to be his tour manager. I want to write songs with him. I want to manage him and um become friends with him, you know, and then get a cut with him. Yeah. And I've done all of it. That's great. So it's like, and let alone Miranda Lambert singing on the song. I mean, and how cool Cobb, is that? Brent Cobb produced it. Yeah, and some of the Blackberry Smoke guys <laughs> played on it, and it was recorded at a historic studio at Capricorn. Yeah, I just wanted to cut, man. Yeah, <laughs> like that was it. Yeah, not caring who the personnel was or the producer yeah. or anything. Yeah, and like it was, it was really cool. It's really exciting, and it's still climbing on Americana, uh, Americana, which is really cool. I think it's like his best charted song so far yeah um but now like you know there's a bookmark which i'm scared shitless of bookmarks man yeah because you have to do that or better yeah <laughs> yeah and it's like oh fuck okay like we've been writing for years together mm, yeah you know so we'll see uh I, i'm sure we we could do it um but you know john prine talked about bookmarks how he was scared of them and he never had one until like his last album and he died but he's like i love that i've never had a number one or a bookmark that made me have to be that or better you know it was like i just had fans that just loved all my shit yeah, yeah. and it's like man that's some lucky ass shit too right there you know yeah he's great yeah and we got this new segment you ready to try it out with us today all right, what the hell it's called real or fake song title. I'm excited for this one. Okay. I, I, haven't I haven't looked at it yet. I haven't looked at it. Yet. So you're gonna play with us too? Yeah, fuck, yeah, I, I haven't looked at it. it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> usually Bonner, usually Bonner and Trey know what's coming, and I play I don't with this the guests. Okay, but it, that's usually it's usually fake, real or fake DM. Yeah. So today's song title. You're the reason our kids are ugly. Real or fake? It's gotta be fake. That sounds real. That's real. It's real. Right. That sounds like Cletus T. Judd kind of Loretta shit. Lynn. <laughs> the reason our right. Loretta Lynn. All right. Let's go. Hall of Fame shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, nuts, butts, and trucks. Oh, it's fake. That's got to be. I'm going to I want to say real. I'm going to go real. Bonner got it. It's fake. Oh. It's fake. Ross be saying that every 15 minutes. It's like there's got to be like an offshoot I've been of like doing Wheeler a, Walker or something I've been, do, I've been doing enough about. mud bogs to where like I could see that. I could picture the video <laughs> yeah. for it, bro. Opening guitar lick. Like I could hear that shit. Oh. All right. Here we go. All right. I've been flushed from the bathroom of your heart. Fake. Real. Fake. Real. Johnny Fuck. Cash. I expected really? more out of you, Davis Nix, on that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> Man, McElwain's it's ringtone. Damn. All right. Here's one. Uh, too late to masturbate. Uh, definitely real. That's real. It's too good of a title to not be real. 
I'll, I'll go opposite. I'll go fake. It's fake. You're right. Cool. <gasps> cool. It sounds game. like a Wheeler song. Yeah. 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 Our, our Lord and Savior, Charles Boyd. Bonner. Charles Boyd. Here we go. Wheeler, this is your opportunity right there. There's your song <laughs> yeah. title. They'll get him Kim Kardashian, who's after. Boofing and goofing. Oh, jeez. That's fake. I'm going to go real. You know, that's fake. Came right out. Alex is always talking about boofing stuff. So I'm, I'm, I was trying to do the, the theory again. If y'all said whatever it was, I go opposite. <laughs> yeah. but that's, yeah, Alex is I working on a project that. called Titty Titty Bang Bang. Okay. It's going to be coming out. It's going to be like an electronic DJ mixed with like hippie kind of thing where you put hamsters up your butt. So boofing and goofing is going to be a big, <laughs> it's going to be his number one hit. You know, this, is this like a revolution? I think like, so. It might be. It's going to take over maybe. like jam bands have kind of fallen off a little bit. It's going to pick right back up. All the hippies are going to love it. Oh, get there a major case to deal with it. Oh, yeah. dude. Hugging trees for days. <laughs> <laughs> Priuses and Teslas, as far as the world can see. Oh, uh, they get, get play some disc golf. <laughs> oh, great place yeah. to disc golf. Yeah. <laughs> get your tongue out of my mouth because I'm kissing you goodbye. Oh, that's real as fuck, <laughs> dude. Fake. That's real. It's real. It's Ray Stevens. <laughs> okay, that makes what? Ray Stevens? That doesn't makes he, doesn't he have what? like that piano cabaret? In I'm looking at this. You got me, man. I I've heard no the name Ray Stevens. Play it, McElwain. Yeah, McElwain. I think I, loves Ray. Or maybe it's I'll, I'll, I'll send. I'll send a. Yeah, I'll we, send a Ray Stevens song. Play it on your phone. You know that song, McElwain? Not, not that song, but uh, I know some yeah. Ray Stevens cuts. Ray Stevens like like Mississippi Squirrel Revival. Mississippi Squirrel Revival. There was a music video of all everybody running from the squirrel or something. Yeah. My parents God had damn. the VHS. I, I still oh, the have squirrel? it. <laughs> yeah. This is like a kid's thing. No, no, it, no it not was at all. just like super cheese corn. He's like the country. old school, like, um, like what would you call it? Like, uh, like very clean that. comedy. Country. Like Rodney Carrington, like he sings like comedy. Minus the titties and the beer. Right. Yeah. It's the comedy. It's yeah. kind of, it's more yeah. of like yeah. a clean cut. Like we still it's have like the VHS. It's like what the Southern Baptists were allowed to laugh oh, at. Oh, it was non-secular you know? country music. Right. Ah. It was with laughs. What's the guy? Yeah. Uh, good Art fucking Larry right? No, Larry Pierce was not, it's not wholesome. Away in household after uh, church music yeah. after church on a Wednesday night <laughs> driving home in the truck. <laughs> uh, all right, here's one: uh, eating ass and catching bass. That's real. I'm oh, not real. That's, that's real. real. But Ross, what? Ross wanted a shout out. That's for a that good one. title. Ross, shout out. Way too on the wheel. Maybe, maybe we should write these. that. Thank you, Ross. <laughs> eating ass and catching <laughs> bass. Ross keeps all the publishing. He does. Uh, Retains all rights. <laughs> if I was sober, I'd hate you. Uh, that's real. That's real. It's that's fake, nice. but it should be a Fuck song. Fuck me. I'm terrible at this. We're giving out song titles here today for free. <laughs> Trey gets 50% of the master. How to play the floor of Bama and yeah. free song titles. This is the next album. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't live without me, why aren't you dead yet? Oh, real. Jeez. <laughs> I think I, that's real, and I want to know who that's. That's a Bonner song all day. Well. <laughs> Mayday Parade. It's real. Yeah, dude. Wow. Jeez, that's a, Bonner's, that's a Bonner's alley. Yeah, yeah. That's like hard. That's cold. I hard to home, shit. Yeah, dude, I could go home and be They're sad. They're really sad. <laughs> All right, this one says, I got drunk and fucked your mom. Lord. That back away. That's it if we're fake this time. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? I I just keep thinking there's a there's like an offshoot of Wheeler Walker out there that we don't know about that makes this real, but I'm going to go fake. That's fake. I'm going to say okay. fake. Yeah, I was right. going to say fake as well. Uh, let's see. It's hard to kiss the lips at night. That chew your ass out all day long. It's too descriptive too long. to be fake. That's so fake. Too long. It's fake. Get better, Alex. It's hard to kiss the lips at night 
that chew your ass out all day long. It's, it's real. It's real. It's too long. It's real. They're, they're not that smart to be that long. <laughs> the, no, the, the notorious cherry bombs. The notorious the cherry bombs. What are you laughing at, McElwain? Because you, you just called them stupid. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Come on with it. That was uh, Bonner out. It's not me. <laughs> if the phone doesn't ring, it's me. Real. Real. That does sound real. It's real. It's Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Did you I know didn't know. Song? I did not know that. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good one. I want to hear the song. My nuts hang a little lower these days. <laughs> Definitely not Trey. This like hit all genres. <laughs> Damn, this hits all genres. Tiny right? nuts. Yeah. small like, balls, like raisin nuts, little tiny nuts. I'm gonna go fake. I'm gonna go real fake. It's fake. Yeah, blessed. Trey's new the, single. The back nine. I'm doing better. I feel. Drop kick me Jesus through the goalpost of life. That's it real, real baby. That's a great That's song. I think I've heard that song. <laughs> yeah. Who is Drop that? kick me Jesus through the goalpost of life. <laughs> End over in either left or the right. That's when you take a Saturday in the fall in Alabama and put church with it. You know, Bobby, like football yeah. and church together. It's yeah. Bobby Bear. It's, okay, <laughs> yeah. gotcha. Great song. Um, I've been listening to way too much Wilco lately. I forgot about my country. Hey, Wilco's roots. fucking yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, they're great. Mm-hmm. She got the gold mine. I got the shaft. That's real. real. That's real. Jerry Reed. Yeah, buddy. What's this? Shoop, shoop, diddy, wop, come on, come on, wang, dang. Say it's real, baby. Shoop, shoop, diddy, wop, come, come, wop, wang, dang. That's real. Sounds yeah. like Otis from uh, from Animal House. Monty Shlava video and the cassettes. That's that real. real. Yeah, it's yeah. doo-wop, doo-wop shit. Yeah. yeah. I wish yeah. that when they put it was fake, though, to put Alex and Ross's like fake band name beside it. If the fish ain't biting, we fighting. Ooh, that's a tough one. That's got to be real. I'm going to go real. It's I'm gonna fake. Go fake. Yeah, I was going to say fake on that and one. Everybody knows this one, last but not least. Better off beating off. Oh, that's real. real. That's the goat Wheeler Walker. True story. Walker. Yeah. yeah, that was just, a fun one. Just that, was that was a good segment. Yeah, that was a good. Thanks one. for taking time out of your day, Alex and Ross. To yeah, make thanks that. for thanks for doing that on Big Friendly Time. So um, what's next for for us your life? Or me, your life. So I'm 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 managing artists again, which I have this badass. She's from Texas, named Bonner Ray. Yeah, yeah. and then Adam Schwinn. Who, um, credible, credible artist, and it's like not country, it's more of the Patrick Droney yes. vibe, which I love that shit. I just saw him, yeah. Oh, really? I've never seen Droney live, Dude, but fucking I've awesome. never even heard of him um, either. Oh, he's great, great. But, uh, and then What's Colin like Nash, Americana or what? No, nah, it's like kind of like it's like a part of John, John Mayerish, okay, but like it's got a great reverb wash, it's like not too overdone yeah. and like. Droney's an incredible guitar player as well, and um, yeah, it's really cool shit. It's like very, very New York, if you will. Yeah, you know, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's <laughs> and Colin Nash, Brill's a big fan. Yeah, man, I'm I'm helping him with some stuff. Oh, hell yeah, Montauk. Um, I love Colin, man. What a, a good what dude. A good dude. Yeah. yeah, I will say yeah. he was talking a lot of shit to me this weekend because the Cardinals swept the Yankees. Oh yeah, yeah. He was he was talking a lot of shit. We yeah, get shit bet. in the bro's band. gonna hit him with his car. No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna let him <laughs> hit. Bro can't handle it. I'm a Braves fan. I just quit watching after this Mets series. It was like I thought we were gonna say after the World Series. Like yeah, I Mets. saw him win. I'm gonna it's gonna be another twenty something years. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, it's. <laughs> It's uh, I just I, yeah, I have it's no the problem clue. with baseball. It's such a long season that you gotta you gotta accept the swells, you know. Absolutely, but we were like one or two games away 
Uh, you still got plenty of time. The they're the, they're the Mets. Like eight they, now or something. I don't know. It's all the Mets. They pack. They practice the uh, the Heimlich, the the yeah. saving the choking because they do it so much. Oh yeah, they show it in the stadium. <laughs> yeah, when they when they choke. That's pretty good. It's pretty That's what good. What they do? No, but Colin had a project called Montauk a couple years ago. that was just incredible. I love Colin. Um, and then I've been helping uh, Mr. Joe Fortner out a little Hell bit. Hell yeah! Trying to help him get a single out before he turns thirty <laughs> in October. And yeah. um. Yeah, then work, then, then co managing Hood. Man. Job's awesome. Yeah, well, he fired my bass player. So he might, my bass player might not be good enough for the Joe Fortner band, but he's good enough for the Trey Lewis band. That's a joke we have. <laughs> That's pretty good. Because <laughs> he obviously likes Job's music more than he likes mine, but you know. Right. I mean, <laughs> both have like a, a rock aspect to it. Yeah. You know, Job's music's so good, dude. And he could sing his fucking wiener clear off. So he, he does have like that, that extra gear. Yeah, we're like overdrive. He's a hell of a hell of a performer too. Yeah, he's great, man. Every time we write, he's like, "Man, you think you'll do something with this?" I'm like, "Probably not, man." Like it's really good, and like you just sang the work tape and you fucking killed it, and like I don't know, I'm good, I'm good. You take it. I can't do that. I can't do that. Can't do it. And I know I could probably Have turn some stuff like, uh, oh yeah, yeah nanny. Awesome. Oh yeah, she yeah. came down to the floor, Bama, when he was playing one Ooh, time. That nanny at the floor, Bama, has to be a sight. Awesome. Yeah. So like, I put Job. This is twenty twenty one. Put him on with Justin Johnson, Tyler Foxwell, and Mark Cardwell uh, as his band. But like at a ten o'clock spot, which is like not Job's spot at all because he plays so much originals. Like yeah. ten o'clock on at the Bama, it's like slinging alcohol. You Just know, cover, like, cover, cover, sling, yeah. yeah. And like, uh, but it was fucking awesome. But yeah, and then he was over there, like bringing them shots, like walking on stage, just getting them like hammered. You ever want to see know? something funny? I, I think I could probably dig dig around and find it. But it's Job singing at a coffee shop. Okay, and he's singing like, "Are you gonna kiss me on oh, really? It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he's like singing some Billy Carrington. Um, yeah, I love Job. And then co-manage Hood with Mister Ratliff. Yeah. Um. And then uh, recently, um, uh, Ella Langley, TM and PM for Ella Langley. Yeah. So start start this Tour manager. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. You're going to be doing front of house too, right? Yeah. I'll be, I'll be focusing on ears first, but yeah. I'll yeah. Be front of house. Yeah. It'd be great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that should be pretty cool. And then I'll, and I'll stick with Hood on the road on, you know, certain dates and whatnot. And, yeah, you know, if Brent calls me to play bass again, yeah, you know, hopefully it's the same set list because I've already Jack practiced Wall that trades. One. <laughs> Davis Nicks, baby, <laughs> you gonna yeah. put out any more music soon? I am, man. I just you know adding on <clears throat> these artists and um and then Ella, like I gotta go reassess my time management portfolio. Yeah, <laughs> of like Damn. when that's yeah, going L- to L- be. Ella L- L- will keep you busy. You need an yeah. assistant. She's out there busy. just going, going, going. Doing Kojo tour and Blackberry and Jamie and yeah, you know, I don't know any of the Kojo folks. I know the Blackberry and Jamie folks. But it'll be cool to be out yeah. there and actually know those people and be familiar with them. And you yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, so, I, but yeah, I have like back in like seventeen, eighteen. I went to 1979, which is probably my favorite studio in town. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Like, super, yeah, y'all know about it. Yeah. So, uh, like, in 18 or 17 fall, then like 18 spring or something like that, like, recorded probably a total of like 15, 20 songs. 
She got like, songs just sitting in, just the, sitting, in the tank. Oh, dude, at least in the bus uh, so we can listen the, to them. Not in the tank yet. They got to be mixed, new vocal, and mastered. But yeah. also, like, you know the thing, like, you write a song and then you record it. Yeah. And, like, during that time of, like, getting it all ready and, like, before you put it out, you have another song that you just yeah. wrote. You're like, fuck. Yeah, that's how I am. That's why, I like, if I like something I write, I go record it right then and there, and then I put, and then I put it on TikTok, and then I just put it out. There you go. That way I'm not, like, yeah. sitting around on a bunch of songs, you know? Yeah. Because, like, now if I go back and listen to my old catalog, I hate all those songs, yeah. you know, because I've heard them so many times, you know, or play them every night. So it's, like, yeah. it's a hard thing. It's a weird thing, dude. Yeah, it's hard to like compartmentalize it. Like, well, millions of people haven't heard it. But then you'll go so. back. But sometimes you'll go <laughs> back and you'll find a demo of something you wrote, and you're like, "Oh, when I wrote this song, like, yeah. I thought it sucked, but this is actually like a really good song." Yeah, it's the hard part about the modern thing where it used to be album cycles, and you'd record every right. few years. Now you can record whatever the fuck you want and do Put it, it your way, whatever the fuck you and, want. And it's like there's yeah. the pros to that, but then there's the cons of there's a lot to choose from. There's a lot to figure out, and stuff can. And you, if you're writing all the time yeah. too, absolutely. I mean, I've always thought like if there is a way to put an, a creative artist that writes as well in like a band, like give them like free studio time, twenty four hours a day, like as long as they need. That's like for I a whole mean. rest, a whole yeah. year or whatever. And like you'd probably track like a hundred songs, you yeah. know. And yeah, then you could like that's why Tupac kept putting out music after he died. Tupac, you know? Who? <laughs> Tupac. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Fucking working. Like, think about that. And then like you get to sit there and you're like, man, here's twelve songs for this album, twelve songs for this album, or whatever. Like that creative purge, I guess. But you're doing it already, just yeah. like hitting it and release, just putting it out. Just putting it out. I mean, I feel like every song I've ever put out, I've always learned from that one. You know, it, everything yeah. builds on the next, and you always, like, learn Absolutely. from the next release. But, you know, it's like, I mean, I think about Adam Hood, dude. Like, you know, I know he's been sitting on the album that's about to come out. In September yeah. what, right? 16th. September 16th. Yes. If you haven't go pre-order, pre-save it, y'all go do it. Um, your reminder again. Um, but, like, in his mind, you know, he's probably already on his third or next, you know, his next two albums, you know, in his yeah. mind of like, he's probably already putting together in his mind what album, what songs will be on the next album or the album after that. Did he tell you, did he tell you all that like Brent in 2020 when they finally, you know, decided that, you know, and agreed that Brent was going to do the album that uh, Brent went through like over 260 some songs of Adams? Yeah. Like... That just sounds fun to me, to be honest yeah. with you. That sounds awesome. <laughs> give me a great through. songwriter's catalog and like, give me like, I don't know, some Adderall, a pack of smokes and some beer and I'll sit yeah. there and just Car listen. Cart carton of smokes. Cart yeah, carton not a of pack. smokes. Not a pack. Carton yeah. of smokes. Well, that's and the just, thing with Adam, dude, is I mean, I couldn't imagine he has so many good songs. So many. Yeah. I, I mean, there's points where I would hear some of them but like, what are you doing with this? Yeah. He's like, man, I don't know, man. Yeah, like, I'm, it's probably not going to make my album, but like, yeah. shoot, if you know somebody wants to record it. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I mean, there's so much of that in Nashville, though. As yeah. you know, like, just so many great songs are just sitting around. Yeah. yeah. Did it's you ever uh, hang out with uh, Rick Carter at all? Oh, the legend, man. Yeah. yeah. Him and Tony Brooke, man. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I know Rick. Yeah. I think when we do the 100 Miles of Highway, which is a song that I wrote and Adam's featuring on, oh, cool. I think we're going to get him involved in it somehow. 
like maybe in the music video like he did on the way too long yeah yeah that was pretty cool yeah maybe have him come up here and do the podcast or something rick man he's done it all that's, he's, that's, he's such an advocate that would be too. so cool like three generations of alabama music no man. kidding man that yeah. would be cool yeah yeah keep me posted on that i will i will yeah i'll come sure. drink beer and watch that yeah <laughs> that's watch it live yeah get rick carter to do a segment yeah, yeah. All right, Davis, thanks for coming in, dude. Absolutely. Enjoyed thank it, man. Thank you for having me. And uh, thank you all for watching episode 15 of the DM Monday podcast or listening. Um, if you're listening to it, you should totally go on YouTube and subscribe and watch it because it's a lot cooler. You can see our facial expressions. But uh, anyways, God bless you all, and uh, thank you all. Please subscribe, and uh, we'll see you all later. Peace out. Quit getting lost in your eyes But tonight